Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. 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 Hustle, With man. some hustlers, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's a two-pro. C. That's, that's how it's done right okay. there. All right. Uh, it's a two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can listen to the show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are, making us a part of your Friday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. And it was Brady Quinn who months and months ago deemed that every single Friday – is none other than a football Friday. Yes. It is a football Friday. A playoff wild card football Friday. Come on. Football. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Football. Yeah. Throw it. Football. Catch it. Oh, oh, wait. Juggle them. Juggle them. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, you don't juggle ball. Wait. I'm sorry. I got I got confused. Wrong sport. Oh, Wrong man. Sport. My bad. All right. This is uh, this has been a fun final show. You know what, man? I had a lot of fun <laughs> yesterday um, when we had the opportunity uh, of having a visitor, you know? We had the opportunity to have someone come in, talk to us about the situation with the New York Giants, John Mayer, their owner. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I don't know how you guys did. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I was hoping like we could do something similar today, which is why I was, I was able to get Chris Ballard. I'm not oh. sure if you guys know that. Oh. After what he said yesterday, I was able to get Chris Ballard to come to the show. He's going to answer some questions for us. I, I hope that's okay with you guys. Yeah, no, sure. I think this is important stuff. Definitely. Absolutely. Now, do we want to uh, want to hear just the initial statements from uh, from the you know Colts GM, and then we can you know sort of uh, pin him down and really ask ask the hard hitting stuff here? Is that how we want to play this? Or I, what? I think that's fair. I mean, we heard it in the first hour, but it's a new audience, right? New that hour, the West point. Coast just waking up. That. Good point. We should we, we should reset that and make sure we let them know yeah. what's happening right now in Indianapolis. That's important. All right, so here was uh, Chris Ballard, the uh, Colts GM, talking about Carson Wentz's first year with Indianapolis. Any regrets on making the move and just sort of where they stand moving forward? At the time of the decision, we felt good about it. And I still don't regret the decision at the time. I won't make a comment on who's going to be here, going to be here next year. That's, that's not fair to any player. We're not an eight football team. That's who we are. I put that team together, and that falls on my shoulders. We'll spend this month. We won't overreact. I've got to let the poison get out, and it's not out yet. And then we'll make a thorough evaluation of everything we're doing. I thought Carson did some good things, and there's a lot of things that he needs to do better. You know, our passing game has to be better. So there it is. Uh, Chris Bauer, the Colts Ew. GM, Brady. Um, well, I'm pretty graphic again, if you, in that. If you, guys, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to put on my Daily Bugle hat yes. and uh, ask, ask Chris yes. Bauer some questions. I got my pen in the pad and a pen in the lab, sure too. If you guys are aware of this, I used to go to the Combine every year. Now, now COVID kind of threw a wrench in that last year 
we'll see if uh, if I'm able to make the trip this year. But almost every year, and obviously it's it's the hometown, it's Indianapolis uh, of the Colts. So I'd see Chris Ballard, and you know we've had a lot of good times together. You know, a lot of good times. I mean, um, I, I'll just I'll start off by asking Mr. Ballard this: um, Do you do you remember that time when we went out? And we were at uh, San Obos. It was it was pretty late. I mean, I, I kind of felt like I might have embarrassed you. I mean, how do you feel about you know going out and partying a little too late at San San Obos? At the time of the decision, we felt good about it. Mm. I mean, look, at least he's answering it. He's not trying to, you know, dodge any of the questions. I, I had a quick one, um, if you don't mind. And, and, again, I'm not trying to, you know, pick on anybody here. But uh, I just wanted to ask him about the situation with Carson Wentz. A lot of people have talked about the injury preseason. They've talked about his performance, the left-handed interception. Um, uh, Mr. Ballard, do you have a plan in place for how to take care of that asteroid that's hanging on the back of his neck? Oh, man. I've got to let the poison get out, and it's not out yet. Okay, that's ah, good. Ah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Ah, that's fair. Ah, I mean, I'll be honest. It, I mean, it, it keeps I me do. up at night, Chris. It keeps me up. Does it keep you up at night? I still don't regret the decision at the time. <laughs> All right, but but I got to ask the question. I mean, I know Brady. You know, he embarrassed you, and you didn't feel that way, but. What about when you guys were smoking cigars and throwing quarters? And did you did you feel as though you should have thrown at least dollar bills? Maybe maybe even worked your way up to maybe Benjamin's a hundred dollars. You know, you know, just throw a band out there. Why not? We embarrassed ourselves. Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get Good. it. I, get I it. mean, that's uh, no, that's uh, definitely. Uh, Who important. throws coins out of in the, you know, it, well, it, anyway. I didn't know okay. if you guys knew that Chris Ballard um, actually uh, his roommate is Jim Irsay. Um, mm. And so, you know, they talked about some of the issues with uh, Jim Mersey's partying and the band that he brings over that plays at mm. all hours of the night. And so, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Ballard, I uh, just wanted to know, like, what is it like, you know, having a roommate like Jim Mersey, who's just a real wild card to try and room with? I'm pissed. I'm not ha- I can't sleep at night thinking about it. So, mm. again, wow. I, I, feel, you know, I feel like I, you know, I get that. At least he's being honest. Hey, Chris, I, I got to be honest with you. You know, LeVar, Jonas and I, we're all new here on on two pros and a cup of Joe. Um, I, I mean, uh, can you give us a sense of if we should be back next year or not? I won't make a comment on who's going to be here next year. Oh, oh <laughs> that's wow. Terrible. That's, kind of that's, that's, that's messed up, Chris. I mean, <laughs> that is I, got, I, got, I got one more question for you. <laughs> Did, I mean, how did you feel when you opened the door and 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 saw uh, uh, Mr. Ursay, uh well, singing with just a, a cowboy cap on and some <laughs> cowboy boots, uh, leaning up against well, the column that he needed uh, to stand up in his room. That's not fair to any player. <laughs> oh, oh, definitely, and not oh. his roommate. He is a player. Uh, how, is a player. Uh, how dare he? Uh, you know, make that uh, make that situation uh, is what it is. Uh, now here's the. Uh, um, so with Chris Ballard uh, and the Indianapolis Colts. Um, has the window, and and we talk about this this championship window. Oh, are we done with Chris? Like, well, did you I say mean, goodbye to him? Well, no, I mean, I, I mean, Chris. Uh, thank you for your time. Anything you want to say to Colts fans uh, who are listening everywhere? Yeah. I still don't regret the decision at the time. Oh, okay, maybe you should. All right. Well, uh, maybe you I mean, should. We're sir. glad you came. Well, hopefully yes. we can talk to you again. So. Yeah, yeah we appreciate is, uh, it. Appreciate good, the time, Chris. Uh, good point. Um, 
where do we think this team's at as far as the quote unquote window goes? Because it feels like they were uh, they built up, you know, talked about the offensive line. Jonathan Taylor's a stud. Uh, the defense, although they took a step back at times this year, they've got some studs on the defense. Uh, th- this is all just are they just a quarterback away? Is it a weapon away on offense? Like where are they at, especially in that division, which seems like one that they should at least be competitive in moving forward? Well, I'll begin by just saying this generally. I think this is where teams make some of the worst decisions. Mm. Um, it, it's, it's easy for any owner or a general manager or a head coach, depending on who's in the position of power, to clean house. Like, to me, it's easy to just fire everyone and start over. I think that's, you know, it's, it's difficult to actually do it, but it's actually easy once it's done to then start that process. It's just having to get over the fact that if you're the person in power, you are the person that has to admit the mistake, right? Because that's what that's about. So one of the hardest things to do in life is admitting a mistake, but for most teams, starting over, as LeVar talked about earlier, providing optimism or selling hope, that's the easy part. It's just start over, find someone else to come in and do the job. I think the hardest thing to do is be able to, at night and eight, where you feel like you took a step back from 11 and five, I, I think we'd agree. You didn't make the playoffs. You didn't yeah. win as many games. It feels that way. But I think it's the hardest thing to do is not panic. And the hardest thing to do is to not listen to everyone else on the outside, continue to evaluate what you have within your organization and stay the course. That's one of the most difficult things to do. And it's maybe even more difficult if you're like the Browns, for example, who took a step back as well this season, didn't make it to the playoffs, didn't play as well. There's a lot of teams who are in this boat. But I think that's one of the hardest things to do for an organization where they have high expectations, they don't reach those expectations, to not say, well, let's just break it all down and build it back up. Like, this is a good football team. Is, is Carson Wentz going to be the guy for the future? No, but he's under contract for a number of years. And I think if you provide him a consistent number one wide receiver, and if you allow him a second year with this group, I think you, you could see it pay off dividends in the future. So I don't think this is the time to all of a sudden want to run and, and grab your parachute and, and jump out of the plane and, and try to start saving yourself or start pointing fingers. The time is to put blinders on like at Clydesdale that's, uh, that's pulling everyone around in New York City and lighting you up, right? It's got all that gas from where the hell they're feeding the thing. <laughs> that's what you need to do. Jesus. Steal those blinders off that, that Clydesdale. That Berto gas. That, that <laughs> the lap gas. That the lap gas. That, yeah. that black Angus steak gas. Yeah, that, that Angus steak. Yeah. Th- yeah. That's, w- that's what it's time for for the Colts. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. The Colts need to put the blinders on like a damn Clydesdale and just move forward to 2022. You know, I think you might be right on this one. I, I, I want to venture into saying you got to try to find a quarterback. But I don't know that you uh, – let me first start by saying I don't know that Carson Wentz is any better than what we saw this year. But is there someone coming into the draft that you feel at the pick that you're going to have, you're going to get the value proposition of, of unloading uh, or trying to trade Carson Wentz at this point and bring in a, a draft pick, I, I, I probably would say no. If I'm looking at the free agency market, we've already talked about the pool of free agents out there. I mean, Trubisky may be a little intriguing for a team like this, 
But when you start getting into the other names that are out there, like when you start hearing the Daltons of the world and different things like that, I, I don't believe that there's someone in free agency that is going to come in and be better than Carson Wentz. So then now it's do you trade? Are you able to trade and get somebody? Is Indianapolis uh, a good enough market to try to lure um, one of these these big three um, that may want trades? Uh, can you get Russell Wilson to to Indianapolis? If you got him there, you've you've totally put your team in position to be a a Super Bowl contender with that addition. I believe they are a franchise quarterback away from being what they need to be. Can you get Aaron Rodgers to come there? Can can you you know can can you convince them of that? So to me, if if you're talking about those traits and then obviously Deshaun Watson being whatever that's going to be, but can you get one of those three to come to to Indianapolis? If you can, then you make that move. If you can't, I think you got to stay put. I don't think they have the assets to. I think they used those assets last year to bring in Carson Wentz, which is probably why they're disappointed and frustrated with the results. I I, I just think – this it is what it is, man. Like you've made your bed, you got to lay in it for at least two years, and then you just got to figure out a way to build around him. I, I right. think here, here's your three things going in the off season that they need to do. They got to sure up their offensive line and add depth, because when they got hit with injuries this year, it did impact them in particular in pass protection. They got to sure that up first. Find a number one wide receiver. T. Y. Hilton is going to become a free agent, and he hasn't. By the way, he hasn't been healthy in like four years. Yeah. The last time he had a, I think, a over a thousand yard season was like. Four, three or four years ago. So they need to find someone who's more reliable. And it's not a knock on Michael Pittman. He's a good player. But you look at the best teams, they've got a couple of difference makers who are catching footballs. This team doesn't have that right now. They need to find that. And, and it'll also take some pressure off Jonathan Taylor. And then finally, they need to keep building on that pass rush. That, that's one of those things that they're a sound, solid, fundamental defense. That's a good defense. They need to have a difference maker off of the edge. And Toure is, is, was a draft pick that I think they thought he would develop into that player. He's an unrestricted free agent. Um, and so they, they've got to go looking at that too, whether it be the draft um, or looking at free agency and try to spend some of that money and see if they can find someone uh, to help out with their pass rush. It's a two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Coming up next, if you want to get hyped up, if you want to get hyped up towards the future on a Friday and you want a football voice to do it all for you, we have got just the sound for you don't go anywhere it's yours right here on fsr be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iheart radio app oh yeah come on big oh. time man oh. big time yeah Oh man, Brady doesn't know who this band is. Allison Chains, very good. Look at him. I mean, pretty much any song that's about drugs, Jonas loves, and it's usually (laughs) Allison Chains. Listen, um. 
I like the band. I just uh, no, I you don't like the band. You love. The I band. love the band. I just can't really relate to any of the you lyrics. You wish it was Jonas and Change. That's yeah, that's. Mean. I mean, that's Thursday nights, buddy. Uh, all right, it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here, Furry Fox cuffs. Sports Radio. Uh, uh, Lamar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Uh, we've got ourselves a sweet little uh, high-speed pursuit uh, in the Southern California area happening. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Why the, is it uh, always in California you guys have high-speed chases? I don't know, man. I don't know. I actually Uh-oh. think they're plants. I don't think they're real. I, I think true. Yeah, I, I think this is a diversionary tactic uh, to try and keep ratings up uh, on local news. That's what yeah, I everyone's think. Everyone's doing it now. Yeah. You see on social media some of the stuff. Isn't like that what Ron Burgundy did to make news popular? High-speed chases? Yeah, because well, think about it. Does anybody ever get away like, no. like ever. So what's the point? Like there's a helicopter above you. They know where you're going. Well, in Fast and Furious, they, they got away. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, yeah. Well, never mind then. Yeah. So keep doing it, guys. I mean, why not? Just, uh, you know, continue to with these high speed. If pursuits. you can imitate the, the movie industry and, well, you you're a stunt driver or something like that, you might be able to pull it off. I mean, look, it's still dark out here on the West Coast. This dude's going like 70, 80 miles an hour in residentials. But that's why they go fast, because there's no other time during the day around these parts to even drive a car. I always sit in traffic. You know, I used to have a really, really nice car until it got dented up really badly by people opening their doors into my car. And I kept having to get $600 rims every other month because I'd hit a pothole and my low profile couldn't handle it. So then I was running (laughs) flat. Um, Then I started to realize, man, I'm getting gas two times a week at $100 a pop. And what am I doing this for? Like, I'm literally only going 10 miles per hour the entire way. So it's like when you get out there at this hour and you have one of those type of cars that can go fast, you want to go fast, baby. Yeah. Well, that's that's why you get high speed chases because they're, they're going fast. That's the only time you can drive well, in L.A. I think this right guy, now. I think this guy's an idiot. He'll be caught soon. Well, that's you're probably guess. right. I mean, yeah. that's 100% what it, it is. That's, uh, that's my guess. Um, okay. Uh, all right. So uh, before that, we You get... guys didn't like my explanation. Well, no, yeah, I do. I no, I actually think it was pretty yeah. sound, to be honest with you. Like, I just... Um... I got rid of my car, by the way. I, I, I drive a, 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 a Prius... Not a, it's not a Prius. What do I drive? A Fusion, and <laughs> and it's um it's um what is that called? It's like a, a hybrid. So I get gas literally like once every three weeks. Oh, that's must be I'm nice. I'm so happy about it. Yeah, I'm I'm once every like five six days at this point. Yeah, well, it's, I've it's seen it's what a, you uh, drive. You know, yeah, I won't well, put you on blast yeah, like yeah, that. Hey, man. Some about those you those sixteen year old cars. All I'll say, all I'll <laughs> say is, when I think of your car, I say, I think of dum 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 dum. You should have seen the one I drove before. Uh, it was a, it was an eighty GMC Sierra, only mm. uh, with a double gas tank, and only mm. one of them worked. It had the step sides, and everybody said it was a produce truck. Like look at something you would drive pro- around produce in. So uh, uh-huh. yeah. It's uh, I, I hear you. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut up, you big dummy. That's what. Yeah, that's Sanford is son to everyone. Out that, there, that's one of the great theme songs in the history of television. Yeah, Gotta be like every time you good. hear it, you know what it is. Uh, yeah, it's all right. pretty good. So we are going to hear from. Uh, speaking of great, uh, great sound, uh, we're going to hear from uh, somebody who gets you really jacked up for the future uh, in the NFL. Uh, speaking of the future, I do want to ask you guys this uh, before we hear from Eddie Garcia. 
Is the Houston Texans job, now that they've fired David Coley, is that the worst job on the market? Have they now mm. passed Jacksonville uh, or Chicago or any one of these other gigs that, that are open? Is well, that Jacksonville's it, got a quarterback. Yeah, so uh, yeah. that's why I think I think this is the worst job on the market. Has to um, be. Probably, if you think about it. I mean, even though they've, they have had success in the AFC South with Bill O'Brien, maybe that speaks more to Bill O'Brien um, because remember, he did a good amount before even Deshaun Watson got there. Yeah. So maybe that more speaks to Billy O, but it, it that roster's in such a weird space. I, I think you like what Davis Mills did, but is it enough to sell you on him and wanting to build around him? That's the hard part is if you drafted Davis Mills in the first round, which obviously the Texans this past year didn't have a first, second round pick. So their first draft pick was Davis Mills. I think they had like four or something when the, when the draft started. They didn't have many picks. Yeah. If you drafted him in the first round, they would be obligated to build around him and do all they can to give him a shot to see what they have. Because he's a third-round pick, it, and I hate to say this, but there's not as much of a financial obligation to him. You know, he's on a four-year deal, and after one year, so he's got a couple years left, like you've kind of got to make a decision soon. And because you're not as financially obligated for him to be the guy to see what you have, they find themselves in limbo, like in every capacity. So it's just a, it's a hard position to be in. They need help in, in every phase. They need help on both sides of the ball. Um, and I think there might be some questions about whether pe- like players want to go there outside of living in a that's, you know, no state income tax state. You know, ownership's in question for how things have kind of worked out. You know, and if Deshaun, whatever reason he had, you know, for wanting to leave, and now there's obviously more to that story anyway, you just you wonder if that's going to impact other players wanting to go there. Well, I mean, at least uh, the baseball team has done things on the up and up there in Houston. So at least you get Do you that know the last on. three Lately. years on yeah. January 13th, <laughs> they've made a big announcement in regard to professional sports? Like, go back through the last th- few years. Yesterday, obviously, they fired David Culley. I think the year before, it might have been something with the Astros. And really? Or maybe it was the Rockets. And then, I swear to God, go back through January 13th, 2022, 2021, 2020. The Houston, the Houston sports town or city, has. there's been some big announcement on that date the past three years. Oh, huh. I had no idea. Wow. How about no. that? This, this, well, at least they're consistent in something. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's that. Uh, it's a two pros cup of winning. Joe, uh, I mean, Fox Sports Radio, Lavar uh, Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. We're going to get you really hyped up uh, for a football Friday here on FSR. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we turn it over to the great Eddie Garcia. All right, thanks, Jonas. We'll start with news from the NFL, where there are now eight head coaching vacancies as the Houston Texans fired David Culley after just one season. The Texans were four and thirteen in his only year on the job, and uh, another. Div- Development involving Novak Djokovic, the tennis star. He faces deportation again after the Australian government revoked his visa for a second time. Lawyers for the unvaccinated nine-time Australian Open champ have filed an injunction to try to allow him to play in that tournament, which starts in three days. Now back to Brady Quinn. LeVar Arrington and Jonas Knox in the Fox Sports Radio studios. Thank you, Eddie. By the way, the Australian Open, that like a lot of those matches will be on while we're on the air, right? 
Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know I what mean, that means? I was going to say. Oh, I mean. Could the return of old LBJ yeah. be coming? I mean, listen, uh, you know, he's been pretty quiet. People have been uh, kicking the tires as to whether or not uh, he no, still No, no one's kicking the tires. I mean, yeah, he was yeah, god-awful I mean, in the past. Yeah, so. thank you. I, but but yeah. I do think, um, you know, maybe there could be an appearance made from Live Bet Jesus from time to time. I don't know. Man, I've seen him one time. He saw him the Yeah. Yeah. How'd it look? It was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 15 minutes from now, we are going to hear the news with BQ, which is always going to be a fun ride on a Friday. But um, I don't know if you guys saw this. um, The uh, L.A. Chargers um, and Brandon Staley, uh, their head coach, uh, they thought this was a good idea to, um, you know, show the uh, day after meeting after that heartbreaking loss uh, in overtime to the Raiders. Uh, Brandon Staley uh, called the team together uh, to try and get them prepared towards the future. Uh, take a listen to this gem from the Chargers head coach. All right, guys. Good afternoon. I hate that we're in this tent. You know, I hate that we're not in this tent getting ready to play this week. Um, you know, I didn't sleep at all. I'm not even really tired. I don't know about you guys. I'm not even tired right now. It's going to happen like that sometimes where it just doesn't go down for you. All right. But when you look back on it, the way you guys competed last night told the NFL something. You guys told the NFL what this team is made of and where we're going. All endings are beginnings just don't know it at the time. All right? Today is a beginning. Yesterday was an ending. Today is a beginning. And that's where your mindset's got to be. Just at the beginning, there's an excitement. There's an energy. There's a spirit of, hey, we're headed this way. And that's the way we're going to approach it as an organization. We're going to take all the tough lessons that we've learned, all right? And we're going to apply them. And we're going to drive this thing moving forward like you've never seen it before. We are going to drive this place to places it's never been before. All right? I told you guys in the team meeting yesterday before we left the hotel, right, that when you created a team, you're already past most of the league. And that's what we've done here. We've created a real team. Now what we got to do, now we got to create a champion. Oh, whew. I got chills. I, look, I know Roberto's going to try to clown on him. I got chills. He's a rival. I mean, didn't I they like lose him. the last game, though? Uh, yeah, uh, I like him, though, man. I mean, know. but didn't they lose that game? <sighs> like, yeah, what do you chills. mean? That's what we proved. I mean, y'all lost. I, hey, say, y'all, say what you want, man. I, I like him. I think he. I think they're going to be good. They're yeah. going to be. They're going to be just fine, man. You don't think some of those I just guys... was confused. Like, the, the the soundtrack made it. If you take away the soundtrack, <laughs> all right, yeah, like, look, you got to take it dramatic. at face value. It's a, it's a tad bit dramatic. Yeah, there's a, you know. I mean, <laughs> it is, but there's a lot of truth in what he's saying. Like, I agree. There's but... been so many locker rooms you walk into, and you feel like this is just a, a bunch of individuals. And the guys aren't playing for each other. And the guys, because here's the thing about the NFL. It's easy just to play for paychecks and to make it about the money. It's easy. That's what everyone's going there to do. They're going there to make generational wealth, to change their lives, their families' lives. That's the easy part. The hard part is to actually care about the guy next to you 
when you're not necessarily always incentivized to do so. Like in college, like you got to play along with that because for the most part, even with NIL, it's not the same amount of money. I mean, you're all there to try to win and try to go to the NFL and try to take that next step and win a championship and all that. And so when you get to the NFL level, it's easy not to care about what's next to you because you're getting paid. Mm-hmm. You don't really have to care as much. you got your own thing going on. I think it's, it becomes – there's a lot of truth to like saying once you become a team, you're already ahead of most of the NFL, and that's true. And I think there's been a lot of examples of teams that have had sustained success – that have, that have literally proven that. New England Patriots are, are part of that. The way those teams operate, you talk to any of those players who had success who were part of those groups, the things they did, the way they worked, the way they you know, prepared, the things they did outside of football with one another, they'll tell you. Like, they were a team, and they became champions. And that's what he's speaking to. So I just, we can make fun of it. The reality is, I, I think that guy's special. Well, I, th- I think he's a good coach. Well, I'm going to make fun of it because they <laughs> lost. They lost. I mean, you, this you, is just. You, you spoke. How about at this? Such I will a very, bet. Very, very I will bet the Chargers <laughs> are, are going to be better than the Raiders oh, after, the, yeah. after the Raiders I, get I, mopped up by Cincinnati. Come on, Birdo. You want some of that yeah. smoke? Keep this drop, I, Roberto. I believe. They are going to be better going, than the Raiders keep going. for the next keep five going, years. For keep, the next five years. Keep that music going because yeah. here's what happens. This is the music that should have been playing. In spite of how good we were as a team this year, guys, in spite of showing everyone how good we're going to be and where we're heading and how much further we are than the other teams in the National Football League, we lost. We lost and we are now sitting under this tent getting ready for our offseason. Why are they in a tent, by the way? I know. What's up and, with the tent? Well, and I wish we were in this tent. tent. Is it like a small tent? What kind of I tent wish, are we talking about? I wish this tent wasn't a tent. I wish that it was a regular room. A regular meeting room where we could COVID pre- laws? prepare. I don't know. We could prepare ourselves for this upcoming week against... It, the Bengals. I mean, at least borrow one of Phil Jackson's old teepees, you know. I'll go sitting there. Oh, change gosh, that. I'm just saying. Just messed up. I just really What's believe in every one of you in this tent, even though some of you will be cap casualties. Some of you won't be back next year. <laughs> but for the most part, I want you guys to keep believing until that time it, and that day comes for you. It, there is a uh, – he is not – Thank liked. you. Thank you. Brandon Thank you. Staley for whatever. For, and Thank this, you. Maybe this is a little bit of the uh, the Chip Kelly when Chip Kelly first got to the NFL. He did things a little Thank different, you. and Thank the uh, the old heads in the league didn't like it. But I hear a lot of criticism from like old time football people who don't like. They think he's arrogant. Uh, they don't like some of the decision making. Is this just because he does it different, and they don't know how to handle a guy who goes against the grain like he does? with yeah. some of the decisions. I, I think, look, anytime there's innovation or someone comes along who changes the status quo, it, it's, it's uncomfortable and it's crazy, right? Like, I, I was listening to something the other day. Do you know that it literally took 13 years? That's it. 13 years to where if you would have went to New York City back at the beginning of, what, the uh, 20th century, if you would have went back then, right, you would have seen a bunch of people who were being transported by, by horse carriage. And there's maybe like one 
actual motor vehicle out there. 13 years later is the exact opposite. Literally. It was exact. Uh, everyone was driving cars, and that became the status quo, and that became what was happening. That's the reality is, like, we usually don't see it. Like, if you would have told me, do you know what happened with Nokia? Do you know Nokia, which was obviously in the cell phone business and all that? Like, they obviously aren't even in existence anymore, right? The iPhone came in, smartphones, all stuff replaced them. And part of the reason why I replaced them is because at one point, McKenzie Consulting, which is like a big consulting firm, they had asked them, they were like, hey, what's up with the cell phone thing? Like, how big is this market do you think it will be by 2000? And they go, we estimate, and McKenzie's one of the best consulting firms there's in the entire world. We estimate there'll be about 900,000 cell phones in, in the year 2000. You don't know how many cell phones there were in the year 2000? 109 million. And they, they missed out on it because they didn't off. see it. They didn't understand. Yeah, a little off by, you know, ridiculous multiple. But th- the point is this, is a lot of times when something comes along like this, we don't like it. We tend to bash it. We tend to, un- you know, not like change or how, it, how aggressive he is. I mean, maybe he regrets going for the fourth down in his own territory, his own 18 <laughs> or whatever. But, like, Chip Kelly changed the way everyone practices now. Like, people can say what they want about Chip Kelly. The entire NFL moved to his practice schedule. No one was doing that before he came to the NFL. I mean, he, he pushed boundaries of sports performance and all of that to the point where that's, that's the status quo now. But he doesn't get credit for it. No one talks about that. It's one of the reasons why Bill Belichick always would, would talk to some of these younger college coaches because they have complete autonomy and they're not afraid to, to kind of push trends and do things that might seem outside the box. And then, you know, smart coaches at the NFL level implement some of those things where it works and where it doesn't. So I, I just I, I think he's going to be here to stay. And I think he's on to something that, you know, and he'll grow and he'll learn from this and he'll, he'll tweak some things. But. Um, I, I like him, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm team. Charge has got a shot. I'm team Brandon Staley because of uh, you know I don't know if he's related to Lane Staley, but uh, I'm going to go with uh, team Brandon Staley. Needs to work on that yeah, defense. There's, uh, I'm going to go with him. So well, yeah. yeah. I mean, as, as Jonas pointed out earlier this week, they've got two great players, but what the hell happened with the other nine? Oh, yeah, guys? <laughs> See, it's like, like, they got problems on defense. Bosa, Drew, and James are ballers. Yeah. It's like what? what and and uh, the right tackle position, uh, Storm <laughs> Norton did not have an, an ideal uh, night on uh, Sunday night either. That was uh, kind of a bad look against uh, Crosby there. So yeah. uh, we are brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company, and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. It's BQ and the news next here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every Friday, baby. This is where you know Roberto's getting ready to get it on. Let's do it, Roberto. He's been getting it on that studio. This is how we do it. Can't wait to get drunk today. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's, uh, just do it responsibly. Two pros yes. and yep. a cup of Joe here. All Fox right. Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, or, Jonas Knox. And uh, these are the last <laughs> moments. These are the last moments you will hear uh, sober Roberto for the weekend. Uh, yeah. He's going to get after that is correct bit, uh, for a Raider playoff game. Give me a go Raiders, Roberto. Yeah. Let's go Raiders! Yeah. yeah. Roberto, do the uh, do the the one you like to do on uh, Twitter when they win. Do that one. Uh, all right, really so uh, so we are. Gonna, if you missed any of the show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We will be back on Monday. Uh, look back on a busy wild card weekend here, 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific. Right now, though, it's time for this. News. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn. All right. Gentlemen, uh, uh, have you ever right. heard the saying that not all heroes wear capes? Yeah. Oh. All right. Okay. Well, a, a woman on a transatlantic flight, she began to develop a sore throat, so she administered to herself a rapid test and discovered she was positive for COVID. So she then decided to lock herself for the good of all the other 150 passengers in the cabin for the next five hours as they flew across the Atlantic. The crew was nice enough. To bring her food, drinks, even uh, some pills and blankets. Um, but she occupied the bathroom for the next five hours, which obviously could be an issue on a, on a transatlantic flight. But I digress. Um, she's a hero, right? I mean, she's, she's, she's a hero for being able to protect all those others from getting COVID, um, obviously since she tested positive on the plane. Or is there another side to this where she won – Went into a bathroom where, can you imagine if you went into that bathroom and Leah Roberto just came out of it after the issues they've had this morning? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that it gets to a point sometimes on a flight where you've got to go so bad and you can't get out of your seat because of turbulence. Like, I wonder how many of those people had to go bad enough to where they're like, you know what? Uh, COVID, smove it. I'll roll the dice. I got to get this out of my body. Uh, So I I don't don't know. Uh, We could try and paint her a hero all, all we want, but... Uh, and, and rapid tests in the middle of a flight, though. I mean, uh, how far we've come with this whole thing. It's well, impressive. I think she actually had the rapid test. She's yeah. She self-administered this. It's impressive so. stuff, man. Yeah. Like, she yeah. was able to do that. The yeah. follow-up is um, there was another test taken when she landed. It actually was a false positive. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. So, uh, so it was all for nothing. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's too bad. Well, maybe that's a Guinness Book of World Records, you know. Of time in a uh, air airplane potty. Well, yeah, that's not a bad call. I yeah, mean, think about it. Maybe it should be submitted. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to the next one. It is yeah, on the subject sure, of COVID, sure. though. Yeah. Um, okay. Ever since the latest variant of COVID nineteen, Omicron, some people are having Unicorn a hard time pronouncing it. Yeah. Yeah. One of my buddies just calls it that. O i m i crown. That's what I, that's what I refers <laughs> to oh, it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, it's actually gained ground in the U.S. with all these jokes basically being connected to Omarion, yeah. um, who's a, a, a R&B performer, and he's actually kind of taken along with it. He's making some jokes about it, taking it in stride. He's making TikTok videos that say, hey, this is Omarion. I'm an artist, not a variant. So please be aware, if you just happen to run into me on the street, 
You don't have to isolate for five days, nor do you have to have a negative test result to dance to my music. Oh, good for him. Yeah. I mean, look, think about it. If you, I think he made a song about it. If you do, uh, <laughs> like, if you're, you know, part of Corona beer and it comes out coronavirus, you're like, what the hell, man? It, it couldn't be Dos Equis Honest or to goodness, Honest to goodness, I was confused for the longest time when they were like, coronavirus. I was like totally thinking about beer yeah and, and then, <laughs> every time and then they, first first and, part of and it and then the variant that comes out is delta like wh- why can't it be united yeah, yeah. Like, you know what right. i mean good like, point like, or united is a way worse airline or spirit or spirit you could call it the spirit right <laughs> that's a good point yeah the spirit variant that's the worst but airline. every yeah. time there's a there's there fights all the time all on the spirit time. Airline. it's amazing <laughs> you basically go there to watch a boxing match <laughs> Like, literally, if you want to go see a fight and be in the air, just go boat buy a ticket, fly anywhere on Spirit. Oh, oh that's wow. great. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, everybody, enjoy so the hell out of too. your wild card weekend. Have a great right. weekend. There Listen to Jonas tomorrow. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.